You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Tower Sparks podcast. This week we have a special option in honor of Lag Bomer, in honor of whatever, you know, insert celebratory event occasion here, in honor of whatever that might be, we have a video option as well. Don't forget, if you want to watch this on YouTube, click in the show notes below or up top, or below, or whatever. As you can see, or if you're listening, then you can't see, but behind me there's actually a bookcase of Svarim. Now, between me and you, it may or may not be a hologram of Svarim, just to make it look like there's a lot of Svarim, but I guess you'll never know if it's actually a hologram or they're actually real. But let's give it a shot. Hand goes right through. You see that? I actually think it's a hologram. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's real. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening. It's this week's parsha is Behar. And the, you know, there's about 24 mitzvahs in this week's parsha. Um, in terms of wor- words, there's about 2,817. I believe that's the number of words in case you were searching for that. There's actually one pasuk in the entire Torah that has that exact gematria. Um, it's somewhere in Genesis and Bereshis. It's regarding the battle between Yaakov and the Sarah Shel Esav. It's over there. Um, it, it, you could ask me, um, you know, at different time, maybe there, there might be a connection. But I wanted to talk about Behar. Behar obviously refers to a mountain. It's talking about Har Sinai. As Rashi famously says, Ma'inyan Shmita Eitzel Har Sinai. What is the juxtaposition? What is the association, the connection between Har Sinai and Shmita? You see, it's funny. Hashem chose to give the Torah to the Jewish people. Holiday of Shavuot is coming up after all in just a bit of time. In 17 days about, which the reason why I know that is because it's going to be in a few hours. If you're watching this, you might be watching it on Lagba Omer, the 33rd day of the Omer. 17 days from the 33rd day of the Omer is the 50th day. That is Chag HaShavuos, the holiday of Shavuos. The Maral points out the 33rd word of the Torah is Tov. Good. Because the real Tov is something we got on, I don't know if the morale says this, but it is something that when we experience, on Lagba Omer, Rashbi, Roshim Barichai, there's a certain, a certain Torah Sapanimius, Torah Sanister, that we, that was revealed to the world that wasn't necessarily available beforehand. Not only that, but with Rabbi Akiva, his 24,000 students, they died, but they stopped dying. They stopped dying on Lagba Omer. And, you know, one of the questions that's asked is, well, why is this a time to set? Why is Lag Bomer a time to celebrate? After all, they stopped dying. Let's just breathe for a second. Oh my gosh, this is like it's a time to finally breathe and just realize the severity of our loss. But one of the celebrations is is that Rabbi Akiva, despite losing twenty four thousand students, he didn't give up. He went right there the next day and he decided to build. He got five more Talmidim and Torah Jury was saved. It's interesting, the gematria numerical value of, if you didn't notice yet, I do like gematrias. Sorry, or not. If you like gematria, it's great. If not, hopefully you'll come to enjoy and appreciate them. The numerical value of Rabbi Akiva 
is 395, the same as neshama. We all fall, right? Neshama is also the same word can be rearranged when you when you switch the when you switch the kamats under the shin to a patach. It creates it spells out neshama, which means destruction. And human beings, we struggle. We sometimes face quote unquote destruction. We get caught in a grut. We we sin. We falter. We mishap. We make mistakes. Yet what? The, what Rabbi Akiva teaches us is never give up hope. Gematria, Rabbi Akiva's neshama. Our neshama is always intact. Our neshama is always pure. It's a chilek alokami ma'al mamish. And we always have that connection with Hashem no matter what. So it's interesting because Parshas Bahar, right? It, Bahar, like we referenced, it's a reference to our Sinai. Our Sinai, Hashem gave the Torah in a midbar, in a desert. So why he gave it on a mountain, right? It's like this funny dichotomy, right? The Torah is given in a midbar because someone who makes himself like a midbar, like a desert. So that's humility and that's how you can really learn and grow and develop by having the midah, the trait of humility. At the same time, the Torah is given on a mountain. Mountain, doesn't that represent gaiva? So it's interesting because this is the... This is perhaps the model that we have to live by. Yes, we have to be humble, right? Yes, we have to be humble, but we also have to have a certain level of gaiva. When I say that, I don't mean the negative type of gaiva. I mean the type of gaiva where you feel like you're an Adam Chashev, like you feel like you're important, like you feel like you matter. So yes, the Torah was given on a mountain, but it was given in a midbar. And not only that, the mountain that it was given on was the smallest of all mountains. He stood on our Sinai, right? Our Sinai was the smallest of the mountains. It was short, it was small, it was the smaller than other mountains, but yet it was still a mountain because the Torah has to still be given on a mountain. The Torah comes along with the feeling that I am chashev and humble all at the same time, and they are not mutually exclusive. One of the questions on this Parsha is the... Pasuk, which tells us of onas devarim, right? Verbal harassment. Velosonu ishes amiso A person should not harass. A person should not verbally assault, verbally harass his fellow Jew. You have to fear your God, for I am God, not me. For I, Hashem, am God, your God. And it's interesting because all the mitzvahs in this week's parsha and parsha's Bahar talk about are referencing the matters related to Shemitah, to Yovel, related to the field and stuff like that. And all of a sudden the Torah throws in, in verse 17, no verbal harassment. I mean, here you can ask, what's going on? What is the connection? And the Al-Sheikh says something absolutely amazing. The Al-Sheikh says like this, he says that, you know, the who's who is the upper hand, the buyer or a seller when it comes to property? He says it's the buyer. He says the seller, he has to sell something. He had to sell something and you know, he had to make a buck. But the buyer now he owns, now he has he has the property. And we know that at Yovel all the property goes back to the original owner. And the Al Sheikh says that it's easy for the buyer of the land to exhibit feelings of haughtiness and superiority over the seller, 
Remember how you needed to sell your land to me and I'm the one who purchased it. Remember that? Remember that? It's easy for the buyer to feel like he's important and like the other guy, the seller, is not. So it's interesting. This comes as a result of this Shemitah Yovel. It's all part of it, verbally harassing. We, we, we can't feel like we are better than other people. And I wanted to read you a Lushan. It's very interesting. The Al Sheikh explains that a person, a person views, views himself as an ish, but he views someone else as yeah, he's some, you know, I'm a person. He's you know, he's second, a second class citizen, as we say, or maybe even less, he's an object. I'm a person, that guy's an object. But when the Torah says velosonu ish es amiso, the, the way the Al Sheikh learns that is just like you are an ish chashem, just like you are a prominent or a, a distinguished type of person. Person, so too, that's how you have to view your friend. Again, notice he doesn't say view your friend as special, but not your, but not not yourself. It's not like that. It's just like you view yourself as special, which is important. So too, view someone else, view your friend as special as well. Realize that just like you are an Adam Chashev, so is he, and. You know, this idea is is crucial because this is the model of the Torah being given on a mountain, yet a small mountain in a desert. Yes, there's humility. Yes, we can't put others down. Yes, we can't verbally harass other people. Yes, we can't make fun of other people. Yes, we have to have a sense of humility. Yet at the same time, we have to realize we are like a mountain. We have to realize, yes, he's not Adam Chashev, but I also am an Adam Chashev. I also am prominent. And just like the Torah was given on a mountain, so too that's how I'm going to be Mikabo the Torah. I'm going to make myself just like a mountain in a desert, a small mountain in a desert. This is the model that we can strive to be like, that we can strive to, to live for. And, and with that, Hashem should give us the strength and the, the meaning to, to be able to, to be Mikabel, to accept the Torah, and to be able to make a difference in our lives and to be growing individuals. Thank you so much for listening to another Torah Sparks podcast. If you enjoyed this, please rate, please review, please forward to your family, your friends, your neighbors, and always remember that you are an Adam Chashem.